for your children on WXRQ 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission here at Free Your Children is to share the truth in love about education. There is a battle raging against the souls of our nation's children, and I hope this ministry equips you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. I want to thank Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you live in the Middle Tennessee area in Columbia, Mount Pleasant, or Hohenwall, Safe Storage can take care of all your storage needs. You can reach them at safestoragetn.com. If you would like to sponsor Free Your Children, you can contact me at freeyourchildren at gmail.com. And I will be happy to get a sponsorship package to you. Also, if you would like to support biblical education and free your children, there is a donate button over on my website, freeyourchildren.com. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, my email, that's freeyourchildren at gmail.com. The Borough Pulse, that's B-O-R-O-P-U-L-S-E dot com, where I'm a monthly contributor. You can hop over there and type in my name, Tiffany Boyd, at the Borough Pulse, and my author page will come up, and you can see all the articles that I have penned to date about education. Also, if you haven't had an opportunity to take a look at the new website, that's freeyourchildren.com. I hope you'll jump over and check that out. Now, if you are in the state of Tennessee, which is where we are, probably heard about this on the news already. You might even have students who are third graders in the state of Tennessee. So Tennessee passed a law that if third graders in the state did not score on their TCAP at a level that they deemed appropriate, then those children would be at risk of being retained or they would be required to attend summer school or receive special tutoring services over the summer. So I've been watching this play out on social media because, of course, the majority of third graders in the state of Tennessee did not score at what they deem an appropriate level. So parents are scrambling. Parents, you do not have to be held hostage to these crazy rules that the state of Tennessee has passed. If you have a third grader, and you are dealing with this, just pull them out of the system. If you need help, contact me. I will be happy to help you with that. I'm very excited about the guest that we have with us tonight. Her name is Lynn Taylor, and Lynn is a full-time education researcher, writer, and blogger at thecommoncorediva.com. She has also written for Practical Homeschooling Magazine on the dangers of Common Core and home education. Lynn recently wrapped up a five-year long run on the Sons of Liberty Media, as well as a two-year team effort known as the Liberty Bells. She is increasing her content for Catching Fire News and will, will be back on air as soon as possible. Lynn is busy presenting both in-person and on-live workshops across the world. She is a frequent guest of Living in the Solution broadcast hosted by Dr. Elena George on Liberty Talk FM, as well as the Book of Hours Media. Lynn also has a channel, Common Core Diva, on BNJTW Network and Point Blank Show on Catching Fire News. Lynn, welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight. 
Well, thank you so much, Tiffany. It is always a blessing to be able to reach out to new people, no matter where we are, because the one thing that we're finding out is, you know, whether we're on the right, the left, the up, the down or whatever, it's our kids who are in the crosshairs. And, you know, it is absolutely amazing to me how long I've been in this education research where I've had many homeschoolers go, oh, I don't need to worry about all this because it's not going to grab my child. And Mm -hmm. here we are. And yes, it is. Absolutely. You know, none of us are safe. And and even if you don't have children in the school system, and that's a fantastic point that you made, it affects all of us. So I'm like you, I think that there needs to be mass education on all these subjects. And that's one of the reasons why Free Your Children is so important to me. And this radio show allows us the platform to do that. And you have multiple platforms. You're known as the Common Core Diva. What is so bad about Common Core, Lynn? Explain to our listeners. Okay. Well, in a nutshell, there's not one good thing about it. And the reason (laughs) why is because it is a one world attempt at aligning not just our K through 12 students, Mm -hmm. but our people who are in post-secondary education are people who are like myself. We're, we've been out of school for decades, but suddenly, you know, we're going to need to be upskilled or reskilled. It is an attempt to level the playing field so much so that we will be all so controlled by the system that there is no escape. And our only goal in this system is to be a producer of some sort for those who are in control. So in other words, I want you to think of the failed Prussian uh, system of education where you had a case system, you had the haves and you had the have nots and the haves had everything. And then the have nots were at the mercy of those who had the whatever. Mm -hmm. And with the sustainable development goals that are from the United Nations, it ties into Common Core. And the reason is, is because UNESCO, the education and culture arm of the United Nations, decided that they wanted a one world curriculum. Mm-hmm. And who funded that? That would be Bill Gates, but then we would have to go into Carnegie and the Rockefellers. You'd mm-hmm. have to go into Saudi Arabia. You'd have to go into all kind of nebulous places to find that this has been that progressive movement that's over a hundred years in the making. So this is not something that is totally at Bill Gates' feet. Right. He did help it quite a bit, though. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up because I think a lot of people that are watching this unfold think that this is all new. You know, you you can peruse social media and you see parents, you know, discussing all of this and the many different threads and posts. And I think a lot of them are under the impression that this is something new. But you're right. This is not anything new. It gets rebranded. It gets different names, you know, as as time progresses. But it is all a part of the globalization of education that you just touched on. Do you want to add anything to that, Lynn? I would say that um, we need to be careful of what's known as career tech education or career pathways, because this all goes back to that competency-based education where your academic skill, your academic prowess, your critical thinking is chucked out the window. And what is put in place is workforce prep. Because Mm -hmm. again, if you're going to have a workforce-based nation that feeds the haves, you have to have the minions. And that's how this is coming in. 
and and one of the things that really bothers me is that one year I was at a homeschool conference and I was giving a speech and I was trying to bring out the fact that Common Core was very much in the realms of homeschooling, especially as mm-hmm. you get into high school, mm-hmm. you know, with your dual enrollment and that sort of things, because your community colleges have been discovered to be the perfect Camelot for Common Core because there they can reach no matter if you're coming out of a homeschool or maybe you're coming back into society after prison mm-hmm. or maybe you're trying to be an adult who is furthering their career because this would be the great crossroads for everyone to get aligned to this same system and what people don't understand is that also attaches to data mining mm-hmm. that goes into not just your academic record but your work record and now we're finding out that it's attaching to your economics it's attaching to your health care it's attaching mm-hmm. to every single thing about you because you have to be totally controlled you have to be totally tracked we also need to understand that roped in with the United Nations is STEM, science, technology, Mm -hmm. engineering, and math. And what's so dangerous about that is that because this is directly from the UN, it has those Luciferian antichrist principles behind it. And here's what we need to understand is even believers are thinking that STEM is a great thing. Mm -hmm. But here's the kicker. We even have the after school Satan clubs that are embracing STEM. So Mm -hmm. if If the Satanists are embracing it, why would Christians embrace the same thing? I'm glad you brought that up because you see STEM programs promoted widely in public schools. I mean, they're proud of it. You know, they advertise, you know, we're a STEM school. They have STEM camps, but you also see it in private schools as well. So can you tell our listeners exactly what is STEM and why should this be something that they watch out for? Okay. Uh, Thank you so much for asking. We also need to know that our federal government Uh, puts aside billions of dollars in our education budgets, Tiffany, for exclusive STEM use. Now, I've had people argue with me, oh, but Lynn, we need science. We need technology. We've always had engineering and mathematics. And I'm like, yes, you're precisely right. But when you run it through the globalization realm, the common core realm, because they are very much joined at the hip, level everything. And so instead of getting a quality science that's based on God's creation, because let's face it, that's how science got started. Mm -hmm. People who worship God wanted to understand how he made creation, how he made the human body. And they wanted another way to not only walk beside him in taking care of that creation, but just understanding more about it. And it has been turned on its head by humanism Mm -hmm. as far back as the Renaissance period. So that's when we started to see that science was going the way away from God. We've seen that the United Nations has purposed in some of its earliest documentation that they would particularly manipulate science to fit their narrative for a global good. Now, here's what's so damaging about America being in this. The UN got in touch with the National Science Foundation, which is a non-government organization that we, the people, the taxpayers fund. Uh, The National Science Foundation said, oh, we'll come up with an acronym that will just glide right on in around Common Core and no one will be the wiser. And that's how they came up with the acronym of STEM. Now, here is the other part of that. About the time that President Obama goes into office, he goes into office with two reports. One was the Nation at Risk, which we know that was a bogus report on education. 
that Reagan helped promote. We also know that he walked in with a PCAST report, and that stands for President's Council of Advisors on Science and Technology. And buried in that document, Tiffany, was this, and it was a quote, and I'm going to paraphrase it. We need to create a STEM curriculum for a STEM education to create a STEM people with STEM jobs, with a STEM economy for the greater global good. Where did where did your personal income come into there? Where did your personal education come into there? Where did American values come in there or biblical values come in there? It didn't. And with the UN at the feet of this, again, you tie it back to Alice Bailey, Lucia's Trust, satanic roots. Now we see that the after school Satan clubs are going, well, you know, it's our freedom of speech under the First Amendment that we can have this after school club. And they have expressly picked on STEM because, mm-hmm. again, it's meant to level the playing field to where you you are living and breathing and working not for yourself, not for the glory of God, but for the glory and advancement of the sustainable development goals as laid out by the United Nations. Right. And again, it all goes back to the globalization of education. And, and you touched on something else when you were just speaking. Years ago, when people went through the public school system, they had a choice, you know, what they wanted to be, what what career path that they wanted to take. Now. Of course, with these career pathways and and all these other initiatives that they're promoting, they're pigeonholing children. They're data mining from a very young age. So you're an education researcher and you've done extensive work on career tech ed, career pathways, workforce and competency based education. You know, high schools promote all of this. You hear it. I'm so proud of these programs. What's the problem with these initiatives, Lynn? Because it's replacing your foundation with what a government prescribed through a test outcome you're supposed to fit. So in other words, that freedom for you to exercise, hey, I want to go to school or I want to go to work or whatever is chucked out the window. And these high stakes assessments will unfairly pigeonhole you into a career and that is the only education that you get Mm -hmm. if it's not related to what that job slot is for you Mm -hmm. then you're not going to get it so now we're seeing the fruit of this start to come up we've got kids who can't even spell their own name kids who Mm -hmm. can't even read we've got kids who cannot do math we have kids who are being told oh well you can critically think well no the reason why critical thinking was reserved for high school and even college was because of the tried and true studies on brain developments that said you know little people like preschool kindergarten elementary school their brains have not formulated yet for those faucets for critical thinking to even engage but yet we're seeing Mm -hmm. this happen but it's another one of those aspects of education tiffany that's been Mm rebranded so they kept the name critical thinking to have the parents think oh good they're going to be able to think their way out of the paper bag But what has happened is that that paper bag is being held by a system that is not going to help them do anything but conform to their system. Right. And, and, you know, much of, well, I would venture to say most of what is being taught is not developmentally appropriate, and it's setting the children up for a system of failure. Absolutely. And these tests, these high stakes assessments that data mine you, Mm -hmm. they are purposely set 
to fail yeah. so that you have to go be remediated in even more of this stuff. Now, one of the things that people try to sit there and say, well, well we need career tech education. Well, here's why you don't, because the apprenticeships that were laid out in the Bible did not have you hooked into a system. They mm -hmm. had you where you had mentors in your community or in your tribe that would take you in and that would be all you did. But again, we weren't tied to a computer. But right. the reason why career tech education is so damaging is because when career tech education first came out, let me back up in history just a little bit. In 2006, the Perkins funding, which takes care of post-secondary workforce training. It had been feeding what we called VOTEC or vocational technical school. You would even see some of your high school classes be shop related. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was known as vocational tech. Well, vocational tech got rebranded as common career core technical education. Did you hear the two words common core, Tiffany? Mm -hmm, I did. You did, didn't you? And it was mm -hmm. interspersed, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Well, when the stuff hit the fan about how toxic Common Core was, the people behind Career Tech Education, which there's an entire network across the nation that, of course, uh, dials into the International Labor Organization, which is dialed into the United Nations. Mm -hmm. They said, well, you know. Common Core is really being found out. So we've got to differentiate. Mm -hmm. So that's when they made the decision to pull the Common and Core out of the career technical education and just call it CTE for short. Mm -hmm. But it is united with STEM. And if you look at the career technical education platform, you have basically 16 different tracks, Tiffany, that every type of job known to man has been put in these categories. Now, in those 16 career spots, you have multiple levels of careers that you can go into. So that's where those pathways would go. Again, pigeonholing you. Let me give you, if people don't understand that, let me give you an example from the late, great Charlotte Iserby, who helped bring a lot of this out when she yes. said, you know, this is the Prussian model mm -hmm. based on B.F. Skinner mm -hmm. with outcome-based education. And remember, anytime your system from local to state to federal uses the word outcome in relation to people, be it education, jobs, or health. It means they have a precise slot that you are supposed to fit in. And if you don't, they will make you fit into that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Charlotte described it as this way, you know, all right, we've got Johnny and Susie and they're going through the educational system, whether it's public, private, or what doesn't matter. And they take this assessment that says, oh, well, Johnny and Susie need to, to go study welding. So their entire career in the school system is devoted to nothing but welding. And they graduate, they go down to the factory, and it's being advertised that the factory needs 12 welders. And there is a line already lined up for those 12 positions. Johnny and Susie are 13 and 14. Now, what do they do? They don't get the job. They have to go back to the system to be reskilled in another pigeonholing slot. Mm -hmm. This is what is so dangerous about the career paths, the career tech education and the STEM where they are united because it directly links sustainable development goal number four, which is supposedly quality education for all mm -hmm. to sustainable development goal number eight, which is decent work and economy. 
not decent work for you, decent work for an economy. Mm -hmm. And I just did a a 12 minute presentation that is available out there for everyone to see on how toxic the lens of education has become under this sustainable development goal. Mm -hmm. And so if you need the link to that, I can get that to you. It is available on my Common Core Diva page on uh, Facebook. It's also on my personal wall on Facebook, and I can even email it to anyone who would like it. Yes, and I will share that over on my Free Your Children Facebook page when this interview airs. All of Lynn's information will be linked so that you can easily find her. Lynn, let's talk a few minutes about social emotional learning, otherwise known as SEL. Back at the beginning of the school year, I actually had um, an opportunity, we'll, we'll use that terminology there, to speak to our local school board about a program that was they were going to be voting on to see if they wanted to implement this program. And it was a social emotional learning program. Of course, you know, And if our listeners don't know, I will fill you in a little bit. I've written extensively about SEL. You can find those articles over on the Borough Pulse, where I have all of my education articles there. But this was all tied into the ESSER funding. So the schools, the counties would receive ESSER funding. But one of the stipulations was they had to offer an SEL program. So our county was getting ready to adopt or attempting to adopt this SEL program. And I downloaded the professional development packet that was going to be used for those teachers that were going to be implementing this program and presented it to our local school board with the concerns that I had. They wound up adopting the program. So it is being implemented. It was, The vote, I think, was split six to five. So narrowly, they adopted this program. So SEL, social emotional learning, is very alive and well in schools across the nation. It is here in our local county in Murray County, Tennessee. Tell our listeners, Lynn, why SEL is not good. Okay. It is basically mind manipulation. Mm-hmm. And it was pumped up with the ESSER funds. You are correct about that, but it started before yes. then and it yes. started in through the Common Core. And now yes. when every student succeeds act was put mm-hmm. into de facto rule, because let's remember U.S. Department of Education is unconstitutional. Therefore, right. any federal law connected to education is unconstitutional as well. But woven into the Every Student Succeeds Act, Tiffany, was the fact of we have to have safer schools. Mm -hmm. Now, safer schools doesn't mean that we, you know, make sure we don't have extension cords across the hallway or, you know, uh, dangerous building materials. This is going into we have to all be aligned mentally. Right to fit the status quo or the flavor of the month. And we know that that is very dangerous because we have seen it take a minority view on several issues and now splash it across the majority. And because of the social and emotional learning, it's woven into history. It is woven Mm -hmm. into math and English and science so that when Johnny and Susie go to whatever course it is, and again, this stuff has trickled down in into homeschooling curriculum. Mm -hmm. So you really have to do your homework. Absolutely. Instead of you getting, okay, two plus two is four, you're going to get something like, well, two plus two is four. And now we have two black people and two white people. And who's going to advance quicker in society? 
Mm-hmm. That has nothing, that last part has nothing to do with you learning your basic math facts. Right. That is a discussion for another time in another setting. And, you know, here's the thing, the government and its intrusion into education has helped feed the greatest race baiting garbage I have ever seen. Because mm-hmm. if you get down to the nitty gritty, we have one race and that is the human race. Mm-hmm. We have different pigments of our skin. That is due to the level of melatonin that our Lord gave us. Yes, We have all the same blood. There are no black, white races. There are human people with different skin colors. So I just wanted to get that little bit out of the way because this is a huge wedge that is being Mm -hmm. played in our society and has been for generations. Yes, and you were correct in that SEL is not new and we've discussed that extensively. It's just been rebranded. And and that's what happens when the public, the general public begins to catch on to what they're actually trying to push. And you spoke about this earlier when you said, you know, they dropped the common core out of it with the career pathways because people were catching on to it. You know, when people start making associations, oh, that might not be good. They just rebrand it and give it a new acronym. Well, yeah, because let's face it, you know, Common Core got rebranded depending on what state you're in, college and career readiness. Mm-hmm. But if you go back and you look at the states who who filed a race to the top application, Tiffany, you will see that college and career readiness was already there. So they knew even then they were going to switch the name. Yes. Now, here in, here in North Carolina, where I live, they have they've gussied it up, so to speak, and they've called it the North Carolina Essential Standards. But I just got the slide deck for uh, our Department of Education's uh, state plan. It's called Operation Polaris. Mm -hmm. And in the first slide, it calls our students human capital. Now, that is an absolute degradation to every human being out there. And the reason why they're using a term like human capital is because the Organization for Economic Development and Cooperation came up with human capital as a way to rebrand human beings from loving, productive, wonderful living human beings into a commodity Mm -hmm. to be bought, sold and traded, especially through artificial intelligence. Scary stuff. And, and, you know, the fact of it is, it sounds Orwellian. It it sounds so. I wish it were. Exactly. But it's alive and well. And it is what's happening in education. And I think that parents really need to wake up. And I pray that through the work that you do and the work that Free Your Children does, that the scales are removed from the eyes of parents and that they're willing to listen to this information and to make the necessary changes that they need to make to protect their children. Lynn, why have you made it your life's work to educate parents on these topics? Why are you known as the Common Core Diva? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, let me back up just a little bit. Let me go to the why, and then I'll tell you why I chose the name I did. The reason why was because I answered the call from God when my oldest daughter was in my arms and he was like, I've set them apart and I want you to homeschool. And now this is back in 1992. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I have no clue what this is. And so I got to, to, you know, just being busy with a bomb. Then I had more children and it was like, you know, 
I still want you to homeschool. And I had been trying to learn what it was. And I was like, okay, you know what? I don't know anything about this. And so he opened my eyes in various ways that I will save for another time because it is quite a testimony. But he opened my eyes and I'm like, fine, you're going to have to put people in my path. And so he did. And they mentored me as, as good homeschooling, independent, Christ-loving people. And by the time my kids started getting old enough to see graduation in their future. I'm like, well, you know, I've done such a diligent job of preparing them. I want to know what else is out there. Mm -hmm. And so I went to a homeschooling conference because I've been a homeschool speaker since 2002. Mm -hmm. And I found two articles. One was by Tom DeWeese, which we know he's an expert on Agenda 21. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about the push for globalization standards. And it was in a homeschooling magazine because he was telling us then, hey, it's coming. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was by Kathy Duffy. And she's Mm -hmm. a good uh, homeschool curriculum researcher as well. And she Mm -hmm. was saying, you know, it's going to be Common Core and it's coming for homeschooling. So when I that was pretty much my light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. Well, if this is what's coming, not only do I need to educate my girls, but I need to educate all the families that I'm in charge of because I was the leader of a co-op. Right. And I wanted to make sure they knew what they were walking into. And I purposed it then not to tell you, oh, well, don't go here. Don't go there. Mm-hmm. More like know what's out there so that when you go here or there, you're fully aware of what you're walking into. That's why I got started and God has grown it so much Mm -hmm. that I'm just blown away that I have people from other countries now knocking on my door, so to speak, to say, please talk to us, please Mm -hmm. help our parents understand this globalization. So it is only through him that I've gotten this far. And the reason why I chose Common Core Diva is because when I first started researching it, it did not take long to see the myriad of rabbit holes that I was having to go through Mm -hmm. and how they connected. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take a jab at the system. They're going Mm -hmm. to talk about how great Common Core is. I'm going to come up with Common Core Diva because a diva really knows her stuff. Mm -hmm. And I do know my stuff when it comes to Common Core. And people will go, oh, but don't you know when Trump got elected and Betsy DeVos came into uh, Department of Education that she told us Common Core was dead. I have blown that one straight out of the water as well because it Mm -hmm. didn't get killed. Right. It got rebranded. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) <laughs> and that's what happens. Well, well, Lynn, we appreciate all the work that you do for all of us. Where can our listeners find you? The best place is my website, commoncordiva.com. If you have questions, want to schedule me for an interview or a conference or whatever, email me at info at commoncordiva.com. And Tiffany, if we have just a couple of minutes, I found something going through some old files. One of my daughters is getting ready to leave home and uh, move out. And so she found this among her paperwork. This is something I wrote back in 2011, and it's directly for homeschoolers. So if we have time, can we run through that real quick? Sure. Okay. This is homeschooling is a lot like a DMV office. And the little uh, picture that I put up on this was uh, people waiting in line or in a queue. Okay, both homeschooling and waiting in line at the Department of Motor Vehicles take a while for the desired results to occur. So my point is, schools do not succeed or fail overnight. Patience is the character trait that's required of homeschool parents. 
Both homeschooling and waiting at the DMV take generous amounts of grace, humor, and observation. Supporting a homeschool is a two-way street. The road your school success is on is not paved alone, but by many. So be a blessing. It is a form of help. Receive a blessing. It helps others. So our point here is that a spirit of grace is needed. Number three, you cannot complete either homeschooling or the DMV course without wisdom, knowledge, and practical applications. So review your homeschool. Is it in drive, neutral, or in overdrive? Does your homeschool even have a warranty? So posture of humility is paramount in what you do. Both endeavors will test your limits. So assess what works and what needs adjusting. Strength and endurance mindset is key here. And finally, both homeschooling and DMV reap great rewards when well done. See your owner's manual. Seek godly goals and be absolute. Your scripture support, Galatians 6, 9, Isaiah 43, 2, Romans 8, 1, Psalms 42, 5, James 1, 4, Philippians 1, 6, and 2, 13. And remember, hope fades as we are discouraged in homeschooling, much like the spirit of someone who leaves the DMV office without obtaining that which they sought. Wonderful words, Lynn. Thank you so much again. And I want to thank Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you have storage needs and you are in the Middle Tennessee area, reach out to safestoragetn.com. And I want to leave you with this. Jesus replied, what is impossible with men is possible with God. Luke 18, 27. We love you here at WXRQ, but remember, Jesus loves you so much more. Good night and God bless.